welcome to the Shaman's Cave, and I'm Renee Barbo. Lately, it seems like we always come in laughing, but that's a good sign, right, Sandra? <laughs> that is a good sign. Hi, I'm Sandra Ringerman, and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. And yeah, we, we're laughing in uh, very intense times, and so um, that's actually what our show is going to be about today, is what's the attitude that you're walking in with, with this next stage of life that's unfolding for all of us between um, the COVID bringing a great change, politics all over the world, and now in America, uh, we'll be bringing great change. And people are really nervous right now. Our little egos are really nervous right now. So um, what is your attitude about where we are and, and how are you gonna get through uh, whatever shows up? Because whatever shows up, um, we are gonna have to learn how to get through it. That's what life is about. Absolutely. and. And we, and we don't always necessarily agree, but you know we get a lot of we get a lot of feedback sometimes, and people say, "Why aren't you covering this topic? You two are spiritual leaders, and you're not talking about this, or you're not talking about that." And you know what? We just, we choose not to talk about any of that stuff because we're our, at least my primary goal here is is to to be a leader about how I'm getting through these times. Not that I'm not aware of, you know, the, the, the fighting and the backlash and, you know, you can find that under every stone you turn. But I think Sandra and I purposely come here with, because we don't agree upon everything. So we come here to find out where we do meet in the middle and how we can create enough controversy to keep it interesting. But I mean, we're not out here duking it out and we don't, I don't certainly believe that that's the answer to anything. And so what I'm choosing to focus on right now in this moment is a conversation I'm having with Sandra. And if I'm having that conversation, everything else falls away. And there is no other than in this moment of here we are together talking about the topic and hopefully you're listening to it and we're all being present in this moment. And in this moment, I have everything I need in order to live today. Yeah, for me, um, this, actually the same topics have been looping. Um, for the 40 years that I've been teaching shamanism, I actually, can't, except for the COVID, but we had other pandemics. Um, you know, not like this while I was teaching, but we were going through illness cycles. I, there's nothing that hasn't come up over and over and <laughs> over again that people are talking about on social media and wondering why I'm not getting involved. It's like, I, what, I have been so involved. I have been so involved. And basically what I saw is that human beings made a choice not to change. And so here we are. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so the issues are the same issues because we didn't make any changes. And so for me, 
it's about what do I need to do because the collective is affecting me right now. That is affecting me. The collective energies, what do I need to do to separate myself from the collective energies? Because I believe um, if you heard even my introduction lecture when I was doing spiritual immunity, I truly believe um, that the COVID was brought about by negative thought forms, which is an old teaching from shamanism. So here we are back to an old teaching all over again. And that what happens in the collective affects every one of us on really big levels. And so what do we do now? And so one of the things I was sharing with Renee was um, um, I was reading in, in online yesterday that uh, children aren't having the same impact by the COVID that um, teenagers and adults are having. Um, it doesn't mean they're not having effects, but they're finding that a lot of children are immune to the effects of the COVID. Not that they don't get it, but they're more immune. And uh, the belief is that they're already born with the mutation for how to deal with the COVID. And when I wrote Medicine for the Earth in the year 2000, I wrote about this principle that I felt that every generation of kids being born was being born with adapted organs to deal with the changes that are happening on the planet. And so in a lot of ways, we do have to worry about the children. We have to feed them. We have to give them homes. We have to, we have to love them, which is not that common um, in, in, among the humans, uh, which I find to be the saddest thing on the planet where I get triggered, where I'm up all night crying. It's not about politics. It's about how we're not taking care of our children right now. It's a huge issue for me. Um, and so what I wrote was that those of us who live we're gonna to have to find ways to transmute and to adapt because the kids coming in are born with the organs and the ability to adapt easily where we don't. So we do have to adapt. And for me, part of that has to do with living a life where um, it's simple, uh, it's nature-based and where it supports um, my health and it supports the health of the environment. And, um, and then doing this, the practices that um, mystics and shamans have been teaching for thousands of years that transmute poison until where we don't have cars that run on gas until people realize that flying for vacations and, and polluting the oceans isn't kind. Um, uh, until we do that, we have to find ways to transmute everything that we're taking in. And we actually have the ability to do that. 
we were born with that ability. The kids are already coming in with the mutation, but we were born with the blueprint of how to survive the coming times. Mm. I think I might have mentioned this before, but I had a client, I have a lot of younger women clients who, are, who have been given birth in the last you know 10 years and um so one i was doing a session with one and i don't tend to do work when there's women are pregnant because i feel like they're already in this nice place where they've got everything they need anyway but i i was told directly by the child hey don't touch don't i i you don't have what i need Basically, you do not have what I need to come into this world. So, you know, beg off. And, and so, I, you know, I was telling the mother that I'm there like, well, okay, then. <laughs> and, and so, so I, so I get that in terms of that we don't have the, we don't have the genetic blueprint. And when you see in the eyes of some of these children coming now, they, they already are way more awake than most of us who have spent 40 years trying to, to get awake. And, I, you know, something that I, I, I don't know, this negative consciousness about the COVID started, when you said that, I was thinking about it, because when I was in my final year of college, the dean showed us the video, the movie about, um, about how uh, viral warfare would be become more prevalent and how these viruses would get mutated from the labs and, you know, they would cause these global pandemics. So whatever was science fiction 40 years ago, we're living in. And so this whole idea of, you know, this negative thought form, the way that I look at this negative thought form is that we've been coming to the end of this epoch for the last hundred years. And so we are just, it's the buildup and now we, we like that you know 2012 dates okay that was the end and now we're in this gap period where i do believe is the seeds of potential for what's going to come for the next 250 years as you know this world spins with or without us because if it's been here four billion years it doesn't need us which we all you know we all make lip service of all of these ideas but the truth is is what the winds have told me during these periods like you know you want to collapse into self-pity or whatever else you want to go on to the winds have said renee what do you think we've been preparing you for for 30 years you know what do you think these last 40 years have been about you're ready you're, you you know the, you're now called to do the work of the shaman you know and you didn't get here overnight so how do we employ these tools that we've been learning because we like to we like to lip service them but like Sandra said if you're not doing it every single day if you're not living it you're part of the the problem not the solution absolutely and and you know, what I've been finding, because I'm teaching a lot right now, is I'm really seeing a difference for myself and for my students and the choices that they're making. And um, I have students who um, have chosen to disconnect 
I, I stay somewhat connected because with my teaching, I have to know what's going on. But I have a lot of students who chose to disconnect their discovering nature in a way that's just incredible. And all of a sudden, they're feeling beauty and peace that they never knew. And I found the same thing, like I said, we've been going through this. I found the same thing happened when I was a teenager. I, um, I was absolutely terrible what I went through around the Vietnam War and being an activist and being hurt physically so badly and nothing changing. Um, I had a disconnect. I had a disconnect. I was going to have a nervous breakdown. I was going to be in a mental institution. I wasn't going to be a, a teacher um, as I am now. I really, I really melted down as I see people doing exactly the same um, right now. And I knew for my survival, I didn't talk to a soul. I knew for my survival that I had to um, not read a newspaper, completely let go of what was going on in the outer world. And I did. I, I led a very full life. I contributed. I was the um, assistant manager of um, one of the best known student learning centers in the United States. I taught um, students how to study. I taught English as a second language. I had a full life. I didn't stay indoors. I just, I, if I saw a newspaper and my boss always had the newspaper on his desk, I didn't look at it, period. And I got through and life went on. Nothing ended. Life went on. I didn't know who the president of the United States was for, I think, eight years. Um, life went on. My life didn't change because I, I didn't know. So um, we, we really have to look at how do we do self-care right now with everything going on? How do we do self-care? Because some of you um, communicate with me and you feel that you're, you feel too guilty not to be an activist. You don't feel you have the health, but you feel too guilty. Some people strike out at me and say that I'm not doing anything that's real or meaningful, that I'm actually manipulating people away from the real issues. Um, you know, all kinds of states are coming up for people that aren't healthy. And so we really need to look at what actions do you need to take to stay in your own health so that you um, thrive through the times that we're going through. In our, in our last show, we, we had people choose a doorway, you know, and maybe after you've been sitting with that doorway now for a week or so, you might want to choose a different doorway if, if what you saw on the other side of that doorway wasn't feeling so good, you don't have to stay there. You know, one of the tricks of the shaman is, is that we can, we can change dimensions. You know, last fall when I did the uh, wind alchemy class for the shift network, they, I actually, we did an exercise where we jumped timelines and 
what I can say is almost all the people who jumped the timeline with me are feeling that they're in a different place this year. I'm not seeing them ranting and raving and getting all crazy about things because they already shifted that dimension. They dropped that timeline. And so when you drop that, that old timeline is not going to serve you anymore. That's my opinion, that if you're stuck in that old time parameter, time as we know it, and they, they talked about this in the in Peru and the, the Caro, time as we know it is no longer. And so if you're, if you're still white knuckling it through it, my guess is that you haven't jumped the timeline. And so you might wanna think about moving back through one of those doors that we went through last week and walking through another one because your destiny is not locked in cement. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And for me, I find um, my students who are making the biggest leaps uh, right now, and everybody, some, this is not about judging. I'm just, um, again, trying to see what tools are helping people right now. And so my students who are making the biggest leaps are making the biggest leaps by walking through the door that leads them out into nature. <laughs> and, um, you know, I will always loop back. I'm just going to be a parrot looping back, trying to get people out to nature. Because if you look at every prophecy from every tradition right now, that's what they're telling you to do get out into nature and start living a simple life. And living a simple life means start looking at, I, I realize people are dealing with financial issues right now. And so not everybody can run out and get a new car, but can you walk a little bit more? Um, do you have to drive everywhere? Um, you know, those kinds of things, looking at step by step, and when so many people in mass do that at the same time, then the environment does start changing. And I'm talking more about cars, but we don't need to go into the changes <laughs> we need to make. I think um, we're all intelligent here and we know what we're doing, that we can probably make a simple change and affect the environment and affect our descendants in a positive way. And jumping timelines is, is uh, really um, a wonderful exercise. So there, there's so many different ways that you can work, but again, it's finding what calls to you and finding spiritual practices that are also coming from within you because a lot of people are using practices that come from traditions that weren't going through the changes that we're going through now. And so the practices must be relevant to what's happening for us right now. And you know what they are. You, you've, you've been, there's been Zoom everything for months now. I'm sure that you have such a wealth of tools. And so use them. You know, this is the time to use them. Sandra, I don't know if you have any of your books, but The Winds told me, if you haven't read Winds of Spirit, there's like a whole 
wealth of wind knowledge in the back. But the winds told me that they came now after 12,500 to 14,000 years now because they bring with it the ancient wisdom that you can help remember what those tools are that work for you. Last week, I was teaching a class and I had one lady write me this really nice email about, you know, that she had bought the wind whistles and she had invested in the book. So it didn't leave her with enough cash to take the course. Well, of course I invited her into the class. Meanwhile, on Facebook, I get this other people, oh, I'd really take your course, but I can't afford it right now. I said, right, you can't, <laughs> you know, because, you know, putting, so it's like, how do you show up for your own growth and experience? The woman who tells me, you know, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this work and investing in myself. You're invited. The woman who's, who's already put out there, and I don't know if it was a woman or a man, I can't afford this. You're right. You can't afford it because that's, that's a paradigm of where you're living. Whereas opposed, and I, I know Sandra, we have the same thing. It's like, so I, it's not, if you had maybe written me a letter and tell me what you are doing, I would have happily invited you into the class, but just to say, I can't afford this. Yeah, you're right. And, 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 and that's the same thing about how you're choosing now to show up in the world is what can you afford? And as opposed to what am I bringing? What am I, how am I serving? What am I doing? Because when you're serving, you can afford everything. Yeah, it, it's interesting because when you were talking to, I can see a connection to what you're saying and talking about uh, jumping timelines. Um, it's the same thing is um, for me, I've been obsessed and I keep whatever class, <laughs> whatever class I will be teaching in the future, we will be looking at fields of energy. I'm obsessed with how we move in and out of fields of energy, completely obsessed with this topic. And I get like that. And I actually like it. <laughs> um, because it, it, well, it pushes me. It's a I, I don't, love your passion. <laughs> I don't have the information, and I have to. I have to keep going really deep, uh, really deep spiritually, because um, it's new information for me, and I love to learn. I love to learn spiritually. I don't. I'm not a person who listens to podcasts or reads. I don't learn that way. I learn through ceremony and I learn through journey and I love it. It's my absolute passion. And so with jumping timelines, it's like moving into another field of energy because we do, um, the field of energy that you move into becomes your reality. And as a person who spent most of my life one step away from being homeless um, and not having food, so I really know what that, that feels like, I can also watch the choices I made and the choices other, other people made around me. Um, and there's always choice. There, there is always choice. Um, so, you know, um, I think 
that's that's really what Renee and I are, are trying to bring through is it really keeps going back to the choices that we make, whether we jump a timeline or whether we live in this timeline, but we make a decision to uh, live in a different multi, multi, uh, dimension of reality in the same time. That's, you know, really what's happening right now is you can actually see, um, I kind of feel like I'm at a gigantic dance where people are starting to move to different places on the floor to have their reality, their partners, their group um, that they're going to live uh, in a particular dimension with. And, um, and it's all about learning and it's all about evolution and it's all about growth. And so it, you know, it's really perfect. Um, That's right. You get to go live in any time dimension you want to live in. And if you want to, the thing for me that ties it all together is what's your purpose? My, my new boss was talking about purpose and he was talking about the book, you know, man, man's search for meaning and how that the people who survived the Holocaust and walking those, you know, 150 miles or whatever it was, was that it was the scientist who believed that he had something that nobody else would share with the earth because it was jammed in his pocket, the, the, the message, you know, it was written. And, you know, what, if you're, if you're struggling with which time dimension you want to live on, look at what your purpose is here for on, on this, on this earth plane and this earth experience. And then you get to choose, you know, you get to choose, go march, do whatever you want. You get to choose. Then, mm -hmm. you know, Sandra and I are choosing to be here together. And we, I mean, I can't believe this. It's almost been two years that we've been having these conversations. Yeah. Yeah, and if it, those of you who are having a hard time right now, check out um, Viktor Frankl's book, uh, The Man's Search for Meaning. It's, um, it's really inspirational because it's, it, it's how people who were suffering to a level that's beyond the comprehension of many, how they survived. You know, mm -hmm. what you want to be looking for right now, or I'll bring it back to me because everything is a projection. So <laughs> bringing it back to me, all I should be looking for is tools for getting um, through dark times. That's it because that's what's happening now. And you need your tools. You need your path. You have to have it. You have to find that, that place of spirit where you can be stripped of your identity and where your spirit will always know which direction to walk and what to do and not to be afraid and that you're gonna be able to get through this. But as Renee said, having a purpose is really important. And Viktor Frankl's book is a masterpiece on that, an absolute masterpiece on that. And I think everybody should read it. I'm gonna to have to read it. I, and I'm thank you for putting the name to it and stuff like that. So our purpose is to help you have tools. So please share our podcast with other people. Join us over at the Shaman's Cave Facebook page. And, you know what, we like conversation. 
lately it seems like sometimes people like to post what they're doing, but we want conversations. We want to hear about the door you walked through or how your what your purpose is and those nice pictures and things like that. And also over at the YouTube and go over to shamanstv.com because almost two years with a library there. And we've had some really inspiring conversations and I look forward to many more, Sandra. Me too. <laughs> and blessings, everyone. And um, please stay in a place of hope. Um, all things are possible and we really are uh, only here for such a short time on the planet. So do your purpose and, and do it really well. It's just a role, it's part of the illusion. And um, we all grow, we all grow. And there will be a new time with new lessons and new evolutions and new tools. And so we stay in the present and we try to stay in our heart as much as possible. Your heart is literally your greatest tool. I love you, everyone, and thank you for subscribing to the Shaman's Cave. Thank you, everyone.